Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. The Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, Blood Pressure. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. It is maybe 11.30 of a Wednesday night, and I am standing at the corner of 48 and Broadway, thinking about my blood pressure. Now, this is a proposition I never give much thought to before. In fact, I never hear of it before I go to see Doc Brennan on this Wednesday of which I speak. Now... The reason I think of my blood pressure goes back to that afternoon. And what happens after that is enough to put me in the rack for good. And I will tell you about it in a minute. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the comic masterpiece, Blood Pressure. As I am saying, I never think about my blood pressure before that Wednesday afternoon when I go to see Doc Brennan because I am feeling a little like the lining of a $5 suit of clothes. I go to see Doc Brennan, and the scene is as follows. Well, 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 Broadway. I'm a little surprised to see you here. I am a little surprised myself. But to tell the truth, Doc, I am a little seedy. Oh? In what way? I, I seem to have something wrong with me which I cannot get over. Okay, Broadway, have a chair. We'll look you over. Sure. Uh, diet pretty regular? When I eat, it is very regular. Uh, colds? No. Hmm. All right, we'll take a look at your blood pressure. My what? Blood pressure. Ever had it taken? I do not even know I have such a thing. Well, I'm afraid everyone has it, if he's alive. Uh, roll up your sleeve. Uh, way up. What are you going to do? Take your blood pressure. With that thing? Oh, come on, come on. Stop acting like a baby. Now, put your arm on the table. Uh, palm up. Now, we'll just wrap this around your arm up here. You are choking my arm. Now, we'll see. That is not my temperature going up in that thermometer, is it? <laughs> if it were, we could bake pies in your head. No, it's your blood pressure. Hmm. How am I? You're a nervous man, aren't you? I have some moments like that, yes. I thought so. Uh, Broadway, take it easy for a while. How long have I got? Oh, it's nothing like that. Now, just relax. Take it easy. Your blood pressure is way over normal, so you've got to avoid excitement. Any kind. Doc, that is not easy to do. Well, you've got to, unless you want the top of your head to blow off. Oh, when I come in here, I know there is something wrong. <laughs> ah, don't be so alarmed. Just do as I say. Relax. Avoid excitement, undue strain. You'll be all right in a couple of weeks. Thanks. I will be seeing you. Certainly. Uh, that'll be ten dollars. Ten, Bob? I... Okay, okay. Thanks. Uh, come back and see me in a week, Broadway. Sure. So long. 
So I leave Doc Brennan's office feeling low with high blood pressure. I take it easy for the rest of the day, then I have something to eat at Mindy's and take in a movie. And then, like I say before, it is about 11.30, and I am standing at the corner of 48 and Broadway. I am thinking about my blood pressure when I feel that somebody is standing next to me. I look up, and what happens is like this. Well, 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 here we are. Oh, hello, Rusty. What is the score? Oh, just about even. I am glad to see you, Broadway. You are? Yes, because I'm looking for company. I just get back from Philadelphia. Oh, you are just back from Philly? Yeah, I was there on business. Business? Yeah. You hear about it? All I hear is that Gloomy Gus meets with an accident in Philly. Yeah. He is now in a hospital. Oh? He is likely to be there for quite a spell. This much I can imagine. He should ought not to have welched on a bet. Somebody got to him for doing it. I wonder who the somebody is. I have no idea. Have you? No, no, no idea. The cops are looking for the citizen who plays soccer with Gloomy Gus. I can imagine. However, that is neither here nor there. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I am just on my way home. You are just standing when I come up to you. I am resting. You are tired? Doc Brennan tells me I need to take it easy because my blood pressure is up. Up where? From what he says, it is about a foot and a half over my head. Well, good night. Just a second. What? How much dough do you have on you? Oh, I, I do not have more than a couple of bobs, Rusty. But you are welcome to it. Here. Couple of bobs is no good to high-class guys like you and me. Hey, uh, let us go someplace where we can pick up a few pounds. I huh? have got to go home. I wish company. Yeah, but, Rusty... I hear there is a little dice game at Nathan Detroit's. You will accompany me. I gotta go home. I, I gotta put my blood pressure to bed. You do not like my company? Any other time I will be glad, but now I... Pretend it is some other time. Come on. The two bobs you've got will just get us a taxi to Nathan Detroit's place. are wondering why I am so anxious not to go with Rusty Charlie. Well, when I tell you that he once takes on Harry the Horse, Little Mitzi, and Angie the Ox all at one time, you will have more than somewhat of an idea how rough Rusty Charlie is. And there is bound to be excitement, not to mention trouble, wherever he goes. But one does not argue with Rusty when his mind is made up. So we find ourselves a little later at Nathan Detroit's place, where a little game is in progress. We walk in, the citizens look up. Rusty Charlie! Well, now, why does everyone stop talking? Well, uh, to tell the truth, it is a little surprised to see you here, Rusty. Oh, you think I am in Philly, huh, Louis? Yes. I am not. Like you say, you are not. Hey, look, boys, do not let me disturb the proceedings. Proceed with them. Uh, yeah, Louis. Nothing. Go on with the game. The various citizens do not like this. In fact, several of them give us nasty looks. Harry the horse gives me one that raises my hat because he figures I steer Rusty Charlie to the game. I can feel my blood pressure pushing my veins out like inner tubes. And that is not all. The dice comes to Rusty Charlie, and I know he has no money. But he takes them, looks around, and the scene is as follows. 
Seems that the little cubes are now mine, huh? <laughs> sure they are, Rusty. Ah, good. Uh, Louie, uh, give me your derby hat. Huh? My hat? What for? You asked too many questions. Just pass me the iron lid. Sure. Sure, Rusty. Thanks. Now, uh, any of you guys ever hear of peekaboo dice? Well? Uh, I, I never hear of it. Well, it is a very popular game in some quarters, and I will now teach it to you. What is it like, Rusty? I will show you. I, uh, I shake the dice like this. Then I toss them in a hat, so... See, catch on. We are not able to see the dice. That is why it is called peekaboo dice. I will now play for keeps. That way? You do not like it? Uh, sure. Sure. Anybody else who does not wish to learn this fascinating new game? <coughs> you say something, Angie? I just clear my throat. Okay. Here I go. Sure. Go ahead. I will shoot a hundred bucks. I cannot put it on the line because I am holding the dice in one hand and the hat in the other, so you will have to trust me for a minute. <laughs> Is uh, that okay? Sure. Well... Who fades me? Angie, fade me. Now look, right. That what? You're faded. Okay. Here I go. Well, 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 now, what do you know about that? Uh, what do you throw, Rusty? The hard point, a big ten. It was not a seven or eleven? No, no, I guess I am not too lucky tonight. <laughs> But I tell you what, Louie. What? Since this tent is a very hard point to make, I will uh, take the odds of two to one. That is about right for a tent. Good. Put up a thousand against my five C's. Me? Put up a grand that Go you... ahead. Maybe I will not make it. But I... Go ahead. All right. Here. Yeah. Here I go. I draw five. Well, I will have to try again. <laughs> oh, I am having a tough time tonight. That is an eight. But I will try again. <laughs> a ten, a ten, I make a ten. You do? He makes a ten. Well, I pick up the money. <laughs> now I am tired of playing. Come on, Broadway, let us go. I, I, I think I will stay here a while, Rusty, and watch the game. The night is very young. Not for me. Old age is already caught up with me. Ah, that's a lot of bunk. Come on. Now that we got dough, we'll do the town. It's all on me. Well, so long, boys. Goodbye, Broadway. Good luck, Broadway. Oh, Rusty. Yeah, Louis? About that ten that you make in my derby. What about that ten, Louis? I do not see the dice in the hat. I do not think I will have to worry about my blood pressure anymore, because this is the last I will ever hear of my blood. Be quiet, Broadway. Uh, now, Louis, what about that ten? Well, I would just like to know, do you make it the hard way? Yeah, yeah, I throw two fives. I make it the hard way. Well, uh, see you around, boys. I feel my back crinkling up when I leave the room. 
because I think maybe somebody will take exception to Rusty Charlie's method of playing at dice. But we get to the street with our heads still on, and I think now I will leave him. I think wrong. The evening is still young, as he says. He is right. In fact, it is the longest evening I ever spend in my life. And how it ends is something I will tell you about in a minute. And now, back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the comic masterpiece, Blood Pressure. Well, like I say, we leave Nathan Detroit's place and Rusty Charlie is 1,100 bobs better off than before. This, as you know, is due to a funny way he has of playing dice. So we stand on the street for a minute. Rusty is thinking. Then he looks up and says, How are you feeling now, Broadway? Oh, terrible. I feel like my blood is all gathered together on top of my eyes. Oh, that ain't good, is it? But as soon as I get some sleep and rest, it'll be all right, Doc Brennan says. You sure? What you need is a little quiet after that game upstairs. Hmm. Okay, rest and quiet it is. Oh, thanks, Rusty. Uh, for a very pleasant evening. Uh, I will now go home. Home? Well, that is what you say. I do not remember mentioning home. But the... It is only one o'clock in the morning. There will be a lot of noise around your hotel. That will not be good for you. I will put cotton in my ears. You will get an earache from that. No, I am worried about you because you have such a funny look on your face upstairs. <laughs> like you're scared. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> in fact, you still look pale. Hey, you must rest. Sure, sure. Good night. I will take you to Knife O'Halloran's Little Bohemian Club. Oh, no. Not there. Why not? You say I need rest and quiet. You will get it at Knife's place. At this time of the night, there is not much doing. Look, Rusty, last week two guys get bumped in there. There is always a fight. Well, not this time of the night. That is only when the rough citizens gather there. You and me will sit at a table... Just rest. Oh, Rusty, please. I gotta go home. Ah, there's a taxi. Hey, hey, taxi! Rusty, remember my blood pressure. I am thinking about it. Come on, get in. I do not wish to go. You will go. I need company. Little Bohemian Club, Bub. Yeah, and the name is Duke, not Bub. Okay, what do I care what your name is? Just get going. Hey, Duke. Do I not see you someplace before? Maybe. I've been places. Yeah, remember? Hey, I never forget a guy as big as you are. I used to fight for a living. I oh, sure, heavyweight. Would have been champ. Only I broke my hand on a guy's head. I oh, sure. Rusty, Rusty. What, bro? This guy is going too fast. He's doing 60. Yeah, I... yeah. Hey, you, slow it down, will you? Hey, you hear me? <laughs> slow it down. Well, what's the matter, kid? Slow it down. <laughs> okay, hey, Duke, uh, this is when we get out. Huh? But you said the Bohemian. I changed my mind. We get out here. Okay, bub. St. Duke, uh, maybe you do not hear my friend tell you to slow it up. Look, I got so many trips to make in a night. I gotta make time. My friend here is very sick. He cannot stand excitement. And you are driving too fast. Go boil an egg. Hey, 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 let go. Rusty, look out. Brother, you asked for this? Yeah. 
Look at him. He is out like a light. He could never have been a champ. Falls too easy. What do you hit him with? Just with my fist. Now, when you look at where we are, there's not a cab in sight. How will we get to the little bohemian club? We will not, huh? Oh, we'll take this cab. Steal it? Borrow it. Come on. Hey, do you know that I once drive a cab for a living? Get in. But, but the cops will look for us. Broadway, get in. You cannot stand excitement. We must get you to Knife's place so that you can sit down where it is quiet. forget that ride. Rusty drives faster than Duke and looks in only one direction, straight ahead. He tells me later that side street traffic makes him nervous and he does not like to look at it. Then he ditches the cab a block from the little bohemian club and we walk to the club and go in. <laughs> See, there is hardly anyone here. We will sit down and be quiet. The cops will trace that cab. So what? I do not steal it. It is right on the street. You have a funny way of looking at things. Do not worry about it in your condition. Just take it easy. Here, we will sit here. I want to go home. You must rest, Feist. I will never forgive myself if anything happens to your blood pressure. What else is there left to happen to it? Ah, this is the life, Broadway. I got 1,100 bobs in my pocket. We're sitting in a nice, cozy little club, and you are getting some color back in your face. You see it as cozy in here? Look how dim the lights are. Knife runs this place good. He knows what his customers want. Yes, he does. Now relax, take it easy. You know, when I first see you tonight, I do not believe that story about your blood pressure. But since we are going around and about, I can see that you are telling the truth. It is sad to see one friends go, one by one. Please, stop putting the lid down in my face. Why do you not shut your eyes and try to get some rest, huh? I will sit up with you. Well, we sit there. I am too weak to get up. But Rusty has a good time seeing his friends. There are only one or two fights that night, and Rusty says he keeps out of them because of my blood pressure. It gets later and later, and finally it is about five in the morning. It seems I fall asleep in the chair, and it is not until I feel Rusty shaking my arm that I look up, and the scene is as follows. Hey, Broadway, look. Come on in the door. Huh? Cops! You know, from the way they are looking around, I feel that they are looking for us. Us? Yeah. Rusty, remember, I ask you not to take that cab. I ask you not to come here. Broadway, it is not like you to desert a friend in need. Point one out to me. Do I let you stand at 48 in Broadway when I first see you? No, I feel sympathy for you because you are a sick man, and I spend the whole night trying to cheer you up and make you forget that you are at death's door. And now... And now those cops are coming over here. Yeah, I will have to convince them that I am innocent. How? Stand up. Again, I ask. How? I do not intend to spend some time in a clink, especially since I only borrowed a cab for a little ride. Stand up. We will face them together. I am able only to look up at them. Good morning, gentlemen. The fight does not last long because Rusty is pretty well limbered up due to the rest of the evening's activities. 
Before long, there are three gendarmes out of action. Rusty grabs me and carries me from the club, and it's not until we are a block away that he puts me down and says, Dare I get you out of that real nice? Oh, thanks. Do not mention it. Now, I am going to do something else for you. Oh, no. Rusty, look, you do enough for me. I can ask no more of any friend. I am now going to take you home. Home? That beautiful word. But I, I am able to find my way home myself. I am going to take you to my home. You have a home? My wife will make us ham and eggs because it is now almost six o'clock and time for breakfast. You... You have a wife? Is there something strange about me having a wife? Uh, no, 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 of course not. Hey, will you meet a Broadway? Oh, you will be taken with her, like I was. Anyway, uh, how does ham and eggs and coffee sound to you? Anything will sound good to me, as long as it takes us in off of the streets. <laughs> I never figured before that Rusty Charlie has a home, much less a wife. And I think what a wonderful life she must lead. Anyway, it is about a half an hour later that we get to the East 40s, and Rusty leads me to his house. It is very peculiar how all the people we meet there move to one side as Rusty goes past. Then we go upstairs, and Rusty unlocks the door. Standing in the room is a cute doll with red hair. She looks up as we look in, and the scene is as follows. Well, 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 Tootsie, I figured that you would be up and about. <laughs> yes, I'm up. You're awful late, Rusty. Oh, not for breakfast. <laughs> How about it, Tootsie? Oh, sure. And I wish you to meet a very good friend of mine, Tootsie. This is my dear companion, Broadway. Hey, Broadway, this is Tootsie. I am pleased to meet you, Mr. Broadway. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Well, that is what I am about to tell you, baby. Broadway is not a well man. No, I, I figure that putting on a cargo of your ham and eggs will do wonders, though. How about it? I'll have them ready in a jiffy. Sit down. You too, Broadway. Don't go away now. Hey, what do you think of a Broadway? Oh, I think she's a very pretty doll. But a real small one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more than five feet even. It is funny to think of you having such a small doll for a wife. Oh, we are very happy. Well, I've started breakfast. Now you can both tell me where you went and what you did. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, well, Tootsie, uh, there I am, coming home early, and I am walking along when I run into my friend here. Uh, you know what he tells me? No. What does he tell you? He tells me that he is sick and is not going to live very long. So I figured that he needs cheering up. So we go around and about here and there. I see. He didn't die, did he? Oh, I think he looks a lot better than when we first start out. And he is a... Uh, uh, Tootsie... What, Rusty? Why are you holding one hand behind your back? Because I have something in it for you and your friend. Rusty, is that a baseball bat? I thought I got rid of that. But you didn't, you big lummox. Now, baby, wait. Come look. home at six in the morning, huh? Make her put that down, Rusty. It's too late. Bring company home for breakfast, well, huh? I... Tramp around all night and leave me at home, huh? Yeah, but... Expect me to smile when you put your big empty head in here, yeah, huh? Put you be careful. Hey, baby, you're heightening me. I told you the last time you pulled this trick, I'd teach you a lesson. Well, this is a lesson. Oh, oh Tootsie, take it easy, will you? Hey, excitement is bad for my friend here. And you. Who, me? Yes, you. So you're the trambo that keeps my husband out until all hours. You're the trambo that drags him around to nightclubs, huh? Please, Tootsie, I am a sick man. Get out of here before I fix it so that you'll never be able to get sick again. Get out. Hey, Tootsie, wait. Shut up, you. It is nice meeting you. 
get out the door and listen for a couple of seconds to what is going on inside. I figured that any minute I will see Mrs. Rusty Charlie come through the door without opening it. But nothing more happens, and I figure this is the end of the most horrible evening I ever spent. But it is not the last I hear of it, because the payoff comes later on that day, and I will tell you about it in a minute. and discovered that there is quite a knot on it from that baseball bat. So that afternoon, I go to Doc Brennan's again, and the scene is as follows. Mm-hmm. Quite a nasty bump, Broadway. How'd you get it? Just fix it up, Doc. Oh. All right, this may sting a little. Nothing can hurt me now. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Stuff stings, doesn't it? <laughs> Will the bump go down? You'll never know you had it in a couple of days. Uh, by the way, how are you feeling? As a matter of fact, Doc, I wish to speak to you about my blood pressure. Yeah, it I won't think do it... any harm to check it again, just to make sure. Uh, roll up your sleeve and put out your arm like you did yesterday. You been taking it easy? Doc, I want to explain... Well, just relax. Now, we'll get this on. I'm afraid to look. Well, well, well. Doc. You know, Broadway, I told you something yesterday. I wish all my patients were as smart as you. What? Good night's rest, relaxation. That's what you needed. Blood pressure's down to normal. Uh, Ten dollars, please. And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, Blood Pressure. Listen in again next week for... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.